Hello, how are you? I am once again excited. I say this every episode, but I am once again excited to be That's recording. Good. Consistency is key. We love consistency. I actually oh, saw yeah. someone hold it when I was walking home the other day. There was this random man standing outside the corner <laughs> shop holding a sign saying consistency is key. Okay. Is that a mess? Is that a political message? Is it a religious message? I wasn't sure, but consistency is key. So that's the moral of the episode. Well, do you know what? I hope he's still there. I know. Today, because it's that's key. Consistency is key. But <laughs> that is a very important message, and one I don't know if we, I don't know if we spread that so well on the podcast. I'd say, or we're consistent in the fact that nothing we say makes sense yeah chaos is chaos is consistency yeah that's that's fair i think that we're consistent in our chaos which is actually kind of it's more it's not so much relevant to the theme of this week's episode it's relevant to how we came to this week's episode but firstly i am a scorpio and i am a leo and we would like to introduce this week's episode um, and saying rest in peace rest in peace Diana rest in peace baby cakes <laughs> well speak well sort of do with Diana um, someone who is sorry no I doubt... know Diana slander I'm a no fan Diana of slander. our die so I was, that was not meant to slander we are probably well that was a TikTok reference and if you don't get it just go ahead and unfollow um, but it is actually quite close to the theme of Diana it's to do with someone who I'm sure is explaining himself to Diana. They're not in the same place, I don't think. Mm, Probably not. Um, Basically, due to the passing of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, uh, trust me, we're going somewhere with this. I know, this may seem (laughs) abstract, but bear with us. Bear with us. So we were talking, obviously it was quite a big news item, I would say, and... We were talking about how we both did Chick of Bad. Bronze Chick of Bad, we're not. I don't think we made it to gold. You didn't make it to gold, did you? I didn't I didn't make it to silver. Yeah, like, gold. I didn't make it to silver. But the reason we did this was not because we like the outdoors. Not because we felt that it would enrich our lives, but because we were led to believe it was going to be absolutely essential in our hunt for a job. So for any non-British people or British people who weren't absolutely brainwashed by their school, Duke of Edinburgh was basically, I don't really know how Prince Philip wrangled this, but he basically managed to convince, you were usually, I think you started when you were about 14, 15, and there were three levels, bronze, silver and gold, only Mm -hmm. the most fearsome warriors made it to gold certainly not me um and you basically you had to do a a bunch of things beforehand so you had to do something like three months volunteering three months sport three months some a skill or something the other one because i don't remember what i did for like a skill i I cannot remember what that was i think you could do basically anything for that i think i might have doubled up in some of them yeah and being like it's a sport and a skill <laughs> yeah I, yeah i probably was like my skill is um studying for my tcses or i'd have been like my skill is learning spanish yeah my skill is coming skill. to duke of edinburgh meetings when i'd rather not be here on a monday night at 6 p.m 
yeah or whenever they were so much she had to do like i remember we had to like go somewhere ages away to do some you had to do, you had to like train how to put up a tent and stuff it was a joke it was beyond a joke like but, it wasn't worth it it wasn't but, worth but it but the climax of the whole duke of edinburgh experience was well actually not the climax because there was two first of all you had to do a practice expedition and then your uh-huh. actual expedition expedition but they were basically the same thing in that you went to some rural place in the middle of nowhere you basically got dropped off by your parents mm-hmm. you had a rucksack filled with it was always a very unevil, uneven um, distribution of stuff so some absolute loser would get put with the tent or someone yeah. else would be like oh I'll just carry the pasta <laughs> and it was just <laughs> I remember whoever had the soap in our group for like washing up it started raining and their soap had like leaked and you can oh, see God. the soap like coming out of the bag all the bubbles so I can't remember who it was but that was like the experience and yeah, it's you always be- raining. You bit, yeah, it was always raining. You basically had to walk. I don't know how long you had to walk, but it was basically the whole day you walked. You set up camp at night. You walked somewhere else. And bearing in mind it was in the UK, it was always done. Like I think you were technically only supposed to do it in summer months, but obviously, like the schools could never pull themselves together, so you'd always have to do it in like November or something when it would get dark about three p.m. So you'd be pitching your tents in someone's garden. Yeah, it was honestly an experience I can't I mean it was funny like I I had a good time because like you do it with your friends and like it's stupid and you're walking about and you, you're, no you're like to do anything yeah and they, they really I feel like we must have had to like pretend that we knew how to read a map or something before going out but I certainly didn't know how to read a map and that became painfully yeah. apparent <laughs> when we were in the middle of the highlands somewhere I was like all these hills look the same <laughs> <laughs> and that was I mean I don't that was the thing is that they give you all these skills that like I guess were useful like when the program started but like yeah or girl, maybe well, I think it was originally it was for like really elite private schools wasn't it so like they did like a lot of outward bound stuff but like I lived in the middle of a big city yeah there was like no green space so for most people this is probably their first time ever wearing walking boots and they <laughs> did not warm to it no, it, and it was, was not an experience I think I'll force my children into. Yeah, and this was the thing. I feel like because I did it and it was so terrible, my sisters didn't do it. But I think, particularly if you were the oldest, there was basically a rumour that you couldn't get into university without doing Duke of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think I even put it on my university application. That was how irrelevant it was to my life. Mine was definitely stuck somewhere in my UCAS, but it's certainly not on my CV. And it's just like the things when you think about the fact that you basically they gave you like these like butane stoves that you didn't know how to use and then you try and cook pasta obviously wouldn't manage it and end up having to have like cup of soup uh-huh. and, like, and then retire like well ready for my next 20k like hike tomorrow i remember as well like i had hot chocolate like a sachet of hot chocolate and it was like sitting on the grass because uh, one of the girls was like boiling the kettle to, like to make us hot chocolate i was sitting in the tent it was raining it was like the end of the day and we'd been hiking all day and she knocked over the cup with my powdered hot chocolate oh on my it. god and i just watched her do it and i was like i'm gonna take that kettle i'm gonna pour it over your head i was not feeling it but this was one of the things one of many things in school both primary school and secondary school that you were led to believe would be much more important than they ever turned yeah, out to be. I don't know how Prince Philip did that, but he managed to make us all basically 
just like it was so irrelevant and people I know who went on to do gold it's not like they've gone on to do any kind of mountaineering or anything yeah like it literally has no bearing on your life I know it probably teaches you team building skills but honestly I'd say just get a part-time job it's better I genuinely think that like say I did it when I was 14 14 year old me thought that this the exams I was sitting at the time Brennan sent this in Thank you to everyone who participated on the Instagram story once again as well. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Should we go should we go through the things that people have put sent yeah. in and then we can add more comments? Yeah, because there's there's been two that we're not sure we agree with, as in we feel that they are still relevant in our lives today, but there are some that Yeah, you're right. Like it must have been it was either by schools or like TV, I feel, had an influence, but definitely schools led you to believe that when you were 14, the exams that you were sitting, that, I mean, what were they for, first of all? Yeah, you used to to have to do exams, like, before you would actually be, like, at your time in school where you'd be doing, like, national qualifications, you used to have to do these, like, stupid in-school exams at, like, Christmas and summer that they would say determined like I don't even know what they said they determined but I remember being like oh my god I might fail my chemistry exam yeah like the gag was as well at my school I don't know if it was different for other people we did subjects that like uni did for like the first maybe two or three oh god, years yeah like CDT and HE and stuff yeah Latin we did Latin. not do Latin that was not offered I think we did we did like a lot of subjects I think you could then take them on but I don't think anyone did yeah but you did those exams and you were like freaking out and for what like yeah I remember I remember getting one out of ten in my CBT theory which probably was one more than I should have got to be fair I got two out of ten in a music test once I remember that music I was pretty good at but like anything that involved like CDT, I think it was craft, was it craft design technology, something that was like woodwork basically. Yeah. And anything that involved using anything vaguely technical, I was just like, count me out. Yeah. They were kind of ones that you were led to believe were important. Also, Ben raised the fact that GCSEs, I think if you go on to go to uni and do A levels, are irrelevant. Really? Yeah. Like, obviously, they're like, you need a DCSE in English and Maths, which could technically be a C. But I really thought, like, I was going to... They're on... All my DCSEs are on my CV, but it doesn't say... I don't have them all listed out. It just says... Yeah. 10 like, DCSEs, including English, Maths, and ICT, grades, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's it. And I think as well, there was, like, just generally exam yeah. results like I feel like at the time at school it was like if you don't get this these marks you will get into these unis and you'll fail at life whereas I feel like there's people who went who probably got worse marks than me and went to like on paper what at the time were thought of as like less prestigious unis who've got more job prospects than me yeah so you know good on them if you're, if you're <laughs> listening to this we're not saying failure to sissy but what we are saying, saying is it's not that deep yeah like it's when you look at the severity of the situation it's not that deep like schools obviously the schools want you to do well because they can like put it on a banner outside your school but it's more for them than for you 
Oh, it's really okay. early as well to do all those things. To do like, yeah. and you had to do a lot of different, like a huge range of things, like physics, but then also like German or mm-hmm. drama or whatever. There's just like, there's so many things. I'm not being funny, why did I do chemistry? Oh my God, I hated chemistry. That was actually my least favorite subject at school. I don't remember any of it. And I also did, I also did ICT, which is like fine, but at That's the same a rogue time. One. We kind of like, well, I don't know if you had to do it. It was quite well promoted, I felt, at my school. We did some, we had to do some kind of core thing called like business management or something like that. Mm. Personal finance and management or something like that. That was like our core one. Yeah. Um, But I don't think we actually had to take computing. We also had to take two types of English. We had to take English language and English lit. Same. But it was, I think it was combined that you couldn't choose not to do one. It was just a combined... Yeah, Part again, two separate ones, but like, why did I have to do? I enjoyed English lit, but English language was like, look at this movie poster and tell me what, like, tell me what the color red symbolizes. Though again, things I thought would be a lot more important in life, Caroline Duffy poems. Has that served me at all? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you'll get like an answer on the chase. If and if you, it. but that's probably it's too well known because everyone did it at school, so. We did, what was the poetry I did at GCSE? Oh, we did like anthologies, but like under a certain theme. What's my theme? Did you have to do loads of like Northern Irish authors? Because we always had to do like exclusively Scottish authors. Or if we did a play, it would have to be like Macbeth or something. It was so tragic. We did Macbeth because we, I think you had to do Shakespeare. You also had to do plays. Yeah. I think, did I do Blood Brothers or did we just read that? I really can't Probably remember. had to do the Crucible too. We had to do the Crucible, Catching the Rye of I My Cement. I think people had to do that. Oh, we, I did Lord of the Flies. Again, a classic. There's about, there's about five books. I think there's honestly some people I know who haven't read a book since English at school. Yeah. And like, that's going, like, when we're talking about Lord of the Flies, like, that's like eight years ago. Like, you need to step up. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Flies isn't a bad one. Lord of the Flies, I give like a full six out of ten. <laughs> Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Who is it? William Golding. Is that it? Have I just completely? Your guess is as good as mine. To be completely honest. All I remember is the character called Piggy. Oh yeah. And they kill him. They kill everyone in that. R.I.P. Piggy. R.I.P. Piggy. (laughs) Um, but I mean, speaking of the fact that they kill Piggy and the whole plot of that book, like that was like the sort of thing that you would have. When you were younger, thought was going to happen to you. Like I yeah, kind of thought I would have on an island. Yeah, yeah, remember that? Was it Tom Cruise was in that film Castaway? Is that Tom? Cruise? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Why did I say mm-hmm. Tom Cruise? I meant Tom Hanks. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, that kind of thing. I thought that was probably going to be quite prevalent in my life. Yep. I... Your sister has sent in that she thought quicksand was going to be a bigger problem. Holy we were agrees, really, actually. We, we were really not concerned about quicksand, but I think we might have. It's like a, in Aladdin or something, there was quicksand at one point. I think we just thought it was going to be a much bigger part of our lives. Yeah. Living, you know, not in a country with any deserts, with any yeah. kind of... I would be really impressed if you could get any quicksand in any of the beaches in the UK. Mm-hmm. But there was not any... Yeah, that's never been a big part of our lives, but... Like, why were you so aware of how to get out of it? Like, why Why is that something? How do you get out of it? Are you supposed to stand still? Yeah. But why do we know that? You know? Why do we know that? 
we're so prepared and for what like for what and holly makes a good point as well poisonous mushrooms in the wild you used to like think you were gonna what is with this theme of thinking you're gonna have to like be bear grills my that, bronze jacobin was coming. Probably that probably was what Jacobin was preparing you for. Like, if you don't have a cup of soup um, handy, like you're gonna have to make your own soup, and you're gonna poison yourself. <laughs> Honestly, if I was ever in that sort of situation, I think I'd just pack it in. Like, I would just lie there and be like, okay, I'll just, I guess I'll just die. Like, I'll just lie down. <laughs> Maybe try and catch a town if I was like, <laughs> on a deserted island. People would be like, we need to find food. And I'd be like, no, you need to find food. I need to get skinny and a tan. You'd be like, you know what? Instead of panicking, it seems like a really good time to catch some rays. Yeah. Chill out. Do you guys think we could make pina coladas without coconut? Or like, yeah. what do you guys think? So just in general, I think we were much more prepared for emergency situations that ever needed to be but I think part of that is like TV yeah being struck by lightning as well was a concern yeah and I think you know unless you're literally on top of like the tallest skyscraper in the city you're probably going to be fine yeah like it's just one of those things that I just think I mean the amount of times there's storms and there's thunder and lightning not actually that many I mean it rains but it's not actually storms and I was fully convinced I could be struck by lightning. You know where you see those photos of people who have been struck by lightning and there's like weird lines on their back. I mean, I yeah. thought that that was going to be me. And it hasn't been so far. We're going to say all this and then... I know, struck by lightning tomorrow. <laughs> that reminds me, you know what? I also thought would be much more important chain mail when you would get sent... Um, oh my God. Stuff and it would yes. be like... It'd be a picture of someone with like some horrible like fungal growth on their face. It'd be like if you don't send this on in three seconds, this will happen to you. And you'd be like, oh my god, oh. gonna use ten pe- ten pence per text on my um, pay as you go Tesco mobile. <laughs> Literally, those. I was convinced. I used to, and it was always emails I used to get. And it used to be like this ghost is going to like come to the end of your bed in the middle. Of the- I, I was sending that to. Ev- I was literally sending it to everyone. I remember when my mum told me she was like you know these aren't actually like how would they know if you didn't send it on and I, I was just like mum I don't understand what you're saying to me I've sent That's not a risk hundreds of the- yeah I know are you going to be there to get me in the middle of the night when little Annie crawls up the bed <laughs> little Annie actually is that not the name of the, the CPR dummy that's not my <laughs> bed <laughs> CPR was another thing I thought I thought I was going to be oh my god yeah my, fir- my first date um I think I'm pretty sure I still put on my CV that I'm first aid qualified. I'm definitely not. I did it in like primary school. And yeah. Still, I'd be like, if someone said, "Does anyone know CPR?" I think I'd be like panicked to be like, "Yeah, I do," and then they'd be like, "Okay, go ahead," and I'd be like, "No, like, yeah, I can't take the pressure." <laughs> like, I'm only joking. I was just saying that. Like, it's like all these things. I don't put on my CV because I'm not gonna lie. If they ask me to do it, like. I couldn't I perform that. I could not perform that. I'm not going to do mouth to mouth. Is Miss Rona floating around? I don't think so. I know. But that was CPR. First year training. Two more big 
big hitters I thought was going to be something that I used. I'm, I'm thinking as well of things that we learned. You said that you learned that in primary school. This is a little bit left field, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. So when we got taught all of, in, like towards the end of primary school about um, drugs and alcohol, you know, the sort of, they, they do like the, a lot of the fear mongering mm-hmm. at a young age. Um, and I remember them talking a lot about solvent abuse. And I really thought that was going to be a much bigger part of my experience. Oh, yeah being alive i remember asking my mom to buy me a roll-on deodorant rather than spray deodorant because i thought you know i could get high from sniffing this in the air i just i really thought that that was going to be a huge part of my life and i'm sure there are plenty of people who still abuse solvents but i've never met them um i've never met them (laughs) i've never met i've never been in like a club toilet and someone's been like spraying a can of deodorant deodorant in in their mouth I, I don't even know. I'm not even aware of how you use it. Yeah, to get would, like, sniff prit sticks at primary school and everyone be like, oh, there's nothing glue, but that was kind of the extent <laughs> of the, the solvent abuse. Yeah, that was that was another one. I just don't. I just. I think primary school, they scare you and they just terrify you with everything. I thought I was going to get abducted. Like, I thought a man. I, I'm devastated that a man never come up to me in a van offering me sweets. That would turn out to be drugs. I know I was you were never so in that prepared situation. for that scenario as well. You knew exactly what to say, and I it never came to older, that. I realised that I don't think people are so readily. Drugs are um, expensive. expensive. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure people are so readily. Sweets like, are you're expensive a child. too. I know. Like if, if I had a child, you could I wouldn't drag be sharing them. them. <laughs> I would be sharing them. Never mind. It was like. In the shape of Coca-Cola bottles, not a chance. But this is this is a bit of a segue. But I'm looking at our responses. I'm looking at our responses. And um Brennan obviously suggested the winter summer exams and skill, but he also suggested that finding Madeline McCann. Obviously the abduction this is said, but the abduction brought me to Madeline McCann. And we have to disagree with you, Brennan, because this is still important in our lives. I honestly think that when they did that documentary a couple of years ago on Netflix, that re I feel like that reignited our interest because like I think she she went missing when I was maybe about eight or nine. Maybe I've maybe miscalculated that, but I was definitely <laughs> old enough to be very aware of it. So I feel yeah. like it's been obviously so long. Like I'm, I'm, I'd still want to know. I mean, still want to know. That sounds so sick. Obviously, everyone <laughs> wants to know. But I'm, I'm, what I mean is, I feel like it's still very relevant. Like it's still like the number one missing persons case I think of. I think I would say maybe for the finding her part. At the time, I thought I, I was going to find her. Like I thought she was going to come up to me, and I needed to know what just be in the street. <laughs> what she looked like. Like I thought I was going to be the one to be like, that's her. And like she somehow got from Prado in Portugal to Freemark in Belfast, and I'm like, she's their officer. But I still want to know. Everyone, obviously, everyone wants to know. Like it's the best. It's well, not the best. I'll check. That's the wrong word to use. It's the biggest case. But I would say it's still relevant. Yeah, I feel like if. If they did discover what happened, that would probably that would be like the biggest case in our lifetime, probably. Oh yeah, but who so, knows? But who I do knows? I understand 
Brennan's point of view from the fact that literally at the time I was on the lookout as well, despite yeah. being about eight years old. I just I don't know. Maybe I thought she was gonna like turn up my primary school someday or something. I don't I don't know. I did think I was gonna be the one to crack the case, but we're gonna have to do an episode on our theories on not just this other big cases, the Malaysia flight. I have some theories on that one. You have so a lot we... of conspiracy theories. You're... Oh, yeah. I mean, we even mentioned Diana. Let's have yeah, we we've can, got we to get t- into it. We can touch on Diana. Oh, yeah. But we also have another controversial one from Holly, who said that she thought toxic shock syndrome would be more important. I'd argue that I'm still terrified of that. I would agree with Holly that I remember it being sort of hammered home again in primary school. Yeah. And I'm like very aware that people do get it, but I don't think that I've ever actually heard or known anyone who's got it. So I no, think I that I think whereas I thought that it would be sort of something that would just be sort of a part of everyday life. And I just yeah. lived in fear of that. So I yeah, I, I would I kind of agree and I kind of don't. Yeah, I mean by more important, I mean I thought I would have like had it. I thought it was going to be like 15 minutes would pass and like my vision would be blurry or something like I really thought this was going to be something I needed to be more aware of but I'm still very like a hypochondriac when it comes to that I'm like oh my god it's been oh my god it's been 67 minutes I only have like over my minutes left I wish I was that conscious (laughs) I'm like terrified because I just assume there's something I assume will happen to me almost as much as I assumed I would be addicted to solvents and abusing and them. another thing and obviously very topical at the moment with Covid, mm-hmm. swine flu swine oh flu was something that I really thought was it when that's why I... testament was written I was ready, I, I'd accept this I was going to get it and... and I think that's why I was so blasé at the beginning about COVID because I remember how stressed I'd been about swine flu and I just thought, I can't. Look what swine flu came to. Did that even, like, what even happened? Someone flu, in my like... class at primary school had swine flu and they came into school. Uh, and I'm like, and we still didn't all get it, so. I don't even know. I, I just remember being on the news all the time and Ebola. And what was that thing as well? Um, was it Kobe? No. What? What was that thing? And everyone was sharing it. Oh, um, Coney two K twelve. Coney, yes, that was it. What? The like child army. Oh right, okay. That was. I remember it was. That. It was a hoax, though, wasn't it? It was. Um, people were sharing like, I can't believe this is happening, and it was actually completely made up. It was like someone in America made it up. <laughs> that was like I thought that was going to be a big thing. I had to worry about as well, seeing as it was two K twelve, the world 2K- ending. Two K twelve was a big year. Oh yeah, the world was going to end, and it did in some ways because it brought us to some of the lowest points of pop culture, arguably ever. But I'm thinking of um, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure came out about that time. Yep, probably. And that was also the time when I would have been listening to that. People would have had like the t-shirts with um, 
every day I'm shuffling. Or like Rihanna's, it, you know that t-shirt of uh, Rihanna's face and they'd wear the glasses with like the gangster glasses with the lines on them yeah. and tan chinos and that would be oh, the outfit. That was the fit. And the the checkered girl would be, Oh, the girl would be in shorts and tights. We love the shorts and tights moment. In and a Hollister hoodie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, that was... Hollister really? and Abercrombie, another thing that I thought would be more important in my life at the time, the centre yeah. of everyone's universe. Oh yeah, and people would queue, like your parents would queue for like two hours at Christmas time to get you one top. I remember my going to London with my mum making her queue to go to Abercrombie. It was, it was Abercrombie. Yeah. Like why was it worthy of queuing? It wasn't. And then you used to get in and if you were with your parents, they'd be like, I can't see anything. Why are there all these naked men? (laughs) Yes, because you used to get the bags. Oh my God. These were, I used to like, do you know where I used to keep? If you had like a bag. Oh, I, Hollister sprays as well. Oh yeah. They were. The Laguna Bay spray. That was near, those changing rooms were probably the closest I ever got to solving abuse. I know. Because they were not ventilated. Everyone was spraying those sprays. Like, um, I, everyone sprayed them as if they weren't like £12 a bottle. I know. That, that was, was like the such guy. a thing to get your friend for their birthday. You'd be like, I've splashed out for £12 for a bottle of Hollister spray. <sighs> these were, these were my main, I wish I could go back to when that was my main worry in life. That and the world was ended. But I don't think anyone believed the world was ending. There's maybe a few people. The super dry jackets as well. That was the same trend. Remember the super dry jackets with like a million zips? I never had one of them. I had one of them. It was like my proudest possession. That was like my one. I don't like that. Out of all the things I wore. You you would have been right. It was very (laughs) ugly. Out of all the things I wore, apparently the zipper dry jacket was where I, I drew the line. I drew the line, apparently. Everything else. The uh, One Direction bracelet on my say, arm. Yeah, you were, ha- you were happy enough to wear a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. See? The One D-Mart. Oh, couture. The Super Dry Jacket. No, I turned my nose up with that. I probably, that was probably where my parents drew the line as well, because I don't think they were cheap. My mom and dad were like, Paige, no. Y- you had a One D doll, didn't you? I remember you telling me that. Yes, I I didn't had... know they did dolls. That, <laughs> I, I was not clued in at that time. I obviously had the Liam one. Did they but... talk? No. That would have been fun. They talk. Sadly not. Um, I also had a Justin Bieber one. I actually think they're like in my room somewhere, you know? Things, things that I thought would have been more important. Justin Bieber. Like, I know he is still relevant, but mm, he was yeah. just so important in 2011. Oh, he was like the, the, the one. Like, he was it. He was the moment, but... I think what was so interesting about that is that if you look back, is that I don't even think he'd hit puberty. <laughs> like, probably like his, 16. Yeah, he was probably, like, he's a full child. And I think that explains why he is the way he is now, maybe. Oh, they loved having a child, like, all the boy bands, they were, like, 17 and stuff at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I used to think... I also used to think they were so old, but I'm pretty sure by the age we are now, Harry Styles was like a solo artist already. Like I oh think my God, that's such a depressing thought. Yeah, yeah. Let Ooh. let that sink in. For Thanks for telling moment. me that today. Yeah, that's 
There you go. There's your well, already made more money for the than weekend. I will make in my entire life yeah. <laughs> by the age of like by the oh, age dear. of like nineteen. He had made more money than I think. By the age of like sixteen or whenever they started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also used to think that seeing like One Direction in concert, like I remember not getting tickets to their first show, and it was like a hate crime. I never but looking back. Them. I mean, you know this, I wasn't, this is the disclaimer, I really wasn't a fan at the time. Not that I was, I didn't actually hate them, I just didn't really have any feelings. Yeah. When they were on The X Factor, obviously, things I thought were very important, The X Factor. Oh, who won The X Factor? Yeah, that really, for me, was a very important thing in life. So I definitely followed them then, and then they kind of slipped off my radar, Mm -hmm. and then you came into my life. Yep, and uh, forced you into a One Direction phase. Why, why not? You're welcome. We love it. We we love it. Also, in terms of boy bands, I feel like JLS definitely were someone that I thought (laughs) were the centre of the universe at the time. And I can name about three of their songs now. Yeah, there's so many people who you thought were like, gonna be mega celebrities or were mega celebrities and now looking back, you're like, who? Like, they really did not go down in history the way. I the wanted as well. <laughs> the wanted. I remember their One Direction wanted feud. Was... Oh really? I don't remember that. Oh, they were fight. I think it was Louis. It was probably Louis, like mouthing off on Twitter at them. But he has that a lot of aggression. Oh, he does. He uh, he definitely let them. I th- I don't even remember what it was. We'll have to look that up. That was. We obviously did an episode on Housewives. Housewife fights. I think we could do an episode on iconic social media fights. Social media is the golden age of fights in public and private, and then the DMs get leaked. God, absolutely incredible. I'm trying to, I feel like I wish I could say that I thought social media would be, I wish I was wrong about how much I've used social media. I really did think Facebook was the be-all, end-all, though. Facebook was so important. Remember, what was that What was that game on Facebook where you like made a farm? Oh. And you'd always get invites from people. Farmville? Have I made that? Farm, up? it's something like that. I never played Facebook games. I, I never think. really did either, but I remember always getting, like, so-and-so has invited you to join their farm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Poke Wars. Oh, God. I thought Poke Wars were going to last. What Whatever. someone rated me in um, LPC. Oh, do not. Do Looks personality not. closeness. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was like social suicide if you didn't get. If you, like, if you got below a seven for looks, you probably should have gone home. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And people used to make edits, like for an hour. <gasps> yeah, they'd like turn your eyes violet and write think- underneath, like, even if the stars are blind. Or like, oh. hey, I heard you were a wild one. Yeah, but how would you know they were song lyrics? You put an eight in brackets right yeah. on either side. Just in case someone thought that you were actually titanium, for example. I yeah. am titanium. The, that was a good one. Yeah, they say she's on the A-team at bottom. Oh, God. Oh, no. This has turned into what your life was in 2012. And I think the message to take is that you thought everything was important in 2012. And I would say maybe that's like a universal experience when you're that age. But I also think that there was something about the fact that the internet 
was around but people hadn't developed a sense of how to use it yet Mm-mm. that really was a danger because we had access to the internet but we didn't have I feel like kids these days have a sort of inherent understanding of what's embarrassing and we didn't have that we didn't come with that programmed no, into us we really didn't we that was something we didn't I don't think I learned that until maybe we'll say 2018 2017 yeah and even at that do I even know it now probably not <laughs> but then then we did tell the story about the bus recently yeah so see that's that's the opposite of I, everything was important and now I realize it's like not to be existential but very little was important I know like, you've all done a bus in Spain and you survived what else and could I, possibly go wrong what else could go wrong the only way is up I would say but if you're not following us on the gram look at this audience look at the shout outs you could be getting I know the uh, input you could have but thank you to the new followers yes thank you to the new followers Um, Um, I appreciate this has been a very wide ranging episode Um, I would apologise but I don't really think we can change so it would be a bit of a waste of my time and yours but (laughs) but like consistency is key as we said at the start and yes yeah, so if you're, so if you're the young man in Bermondsey who was holding that sign I salute you yeah um keep doing what you're doing that's something that is important and will be important in the future that's not something that we think is important now and won't be important I'd say you'll be an icon you've been immortalized in the so episode what, of the podcast so what's one thing from 29 uh, for what year are we in now not 2019 2021 oh god or the cur- <laughs> or the current time that you think or from recent times that you think is important now that you hope is not important in the future COVID. other than covid obviously um, um oh that's something i think is important now that would be important in the future the fact that we live in different countries. I hope that in the future that's not something we need to worry about. And we'll be reunited. How is that? That's that a good one. one. That's a good one. Let me have a what think. What about you? Um... Your dissertation? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> my dissertation, my degree. It's important <laughs> now, but I don't think it's going to be important in the future. I mean, hopefully it's important in the future, but like, in a way that it's it's over. It's got me a job. That's all we need. Yeah, that's all we need. Although, well, I mean, maybe the podcast will take off. Who knows? I'd say we've just turned out some quality content today. Yeah. But so, if you're a young listener, you're thinking about doing your Duke of Edinburgh. I'm gonna be straight with you. You don't need to. Yeah. Don't do it. It's absolute don't. waste of your time. If you've done the practice and you're thinking, I don't want to do the um, final expedition, don't do it. Because you can write it. You mean, you know what I mean? You can write the rest of it. And yeah. I don't think anyone will actually check if you have it or not. So I don't know where their certificate is. I think I have a bad somewhere. Yeah, but I have no idea where mine is. If they ask, you've done it. You've just heard our experience with it and all of that. But for now, thank you for listening. As per usual. And you'll have to tune in next week to either another tale from Spain or to hear our conspiracy theories and um, disclaimer um, our theories are the, the right ones 
Yeah. They're not so much theories as what happened. As fact. So don't come for us on that front. But like I said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your contributions. Yes, thank you for writing in. Thank you for writing in. And I have been a Scorpio. And I have been a Leo. I don't know. I always say it in such a strange voice. It's not my real <laughs> voice, but one week I'll get it right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Have a great week. Goodbye.